Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Galag, better known as Two Guys, A League, and Guests. And uh, we have a special episode for you this week. We sure have do. got them, guys. And uh, I'm not I'm... talking about Shohei Otani. We lost that on that. <laughs> Having said that, uh, we have uh, we have the <laughs> we have the co-hosts of uh, the Flaming Talks podcast here on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, Noah Adler and uh, Connor Dolan. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us on here. It, yeah, it's, thank uh, you. It, it's it's it's. Cool. Um, I mean, listen, you guys lost on Otani, but we got Juan Soto. So I'm on cloud nine the last couple Oh, of there you go. That's yeah, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Right. Big New York guy. It's, forgot about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, okay. Now that we got that out of the way, obviously the uh, uh, like here brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And of course, we want to give a big uh, shout out and thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. And here we are, folks, around the boards, and it is all Calgary Flames all the time uh, with Connor and Noah here. So you know what? Let's jump right into uh, right into it here, folks. Now, guys, look, I mean, I don't need to tell you it was a rough start to the year, two and six record in October. Things got turned around a little bit here in November with an eight, four and two record. They're currently sitting with a one and three record in the month of December. So question is, from my pers- or from your perspective, what are the Calgary Flames? Are we looking at it like a top three, three, top three team in the Pacific? Are we looking more of like a wild card team, or do these guys even make the playoffs? So what's the deal? <laughs> they, boys? they are very far from being a top three team in the Pacific. That I can that I can tell you right here, right now. They're okay. not even close Fair to a top three team in the Pacific. They are more. They are more of a. Um, and we we know this all too well as Flames fans. The mushy middle, middle of the pack, perpetual mediocrity. Okay. That's exactly what the Calgary oh. Flames are this year exactly what they were last year and and i do not see that changing anytime soon okay fair enough no worries there i get i get you i certainly i can understand too i mean to me it it, it and you know what we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later i don't want to get too deep into it but i i, th- I think they're primed for a quick retool i i really do um and, and we'll which get I, into that I don't think later. they should do which i don't think personally they should do they should full-on blow it up but we all know oh, that okay. that that's not happening well, I mean, and again, I, I like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but whenever you got Kadri and Hubert are sitting there, right? I mean, going to be pretty tough to move those contracts, hence the the kind of their quick retool. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, you know, Jonathan Huberto, guys, I mean, this has been a topic of conversation ever since he signed that deal. Um, you know, there's forever ending talk about his performance, his production, or lack thereof. Guy sitting right now, 27 games played, four goals, 11 assists for 15 points. Ooh. As as staunch flame supporters, what's your viewpoint on this whole situation? Like the whole the, the whole gamut, guys. Like, what is the feeling of a Flames fan at this present moment with this player? He's uh Connor, do you want to take this one first? Okay. Um so I'll, I'll try to be as oh, as reasonable shit. as I possibly can. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I love the start of this. I'm loving it. Oh, that's rough. Um, let's well, here. So so if if I was going to be honest here, uh, I probably wouldn't be on for very long. Um, but I uh, so so I'll 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 say this. Speak freely. Speak freely. Okay. All right. Get him the fuck out. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Go away. Let's. Go away. I, I, wow. I, I hear you. 
I hear what you're saying. Actually, I, I, sorry, I but was this was this always the feeling though? Like when he came on board, is that how you felt, or were so, you excited? So there wasn't some excitement, I will say, because that's that's the thing. When when he first came on, there was I was like, oh my god, okay, so we lost Kachuk, yeah. we lost, you know, and and then we lost Goudreau, yeah. then we got Uyghur and Huberto, where Huberto was coming off of a career year. So here, here's the thing. You, as a Flames fan, you think, okay, we have, we've replaced at least one person. We've at least got one replacement. That's fantastic. We at least, what we did not expect is for him to go from 105 points to 55 points. From him basically doing some kind of bipolar, like, you know, going from hot to cold, you know, literally icy hot. (laughs) Um, within a year, <clears throat> like like, and then having to pay him ten point five million dollars too. That that's the exactly biggest kick in the ass too. Was that and actually that was gonna be my follow up question. You may have been excited to see him sign on board, but how did you feel about that contract that came shortly thereafter? Were you still excited or were you wary at that point? It was quick. Uh, it was pretty quick. It was. That was Brad's doing. So <laughs> that was that was like. Okay, well, I, I would have at least liked to see a year, like a, a year yeah. of something. But yeah. I almost think that Brad was trying to prove something. Was oh, trying so to the for signing him to, was more about his ego than his, his ego Jonathan. trying to prove something. Wow, for him okay. to be in for another year, I can see him that. maybe saying, "You know, I still got it." And then yeah. when it didn't work out for him, he's like, "All right, I'll leave." Yeah, fuck. Yeah. And then he's like, and then like, uh, you guys here, clean I'll up. Take all, take yeah, exactly. I'll take here's all the shit that I left behind. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. I, oh, and then here's Kadri, by the way. Here's your seven yeah. by seven. Yeah. Here's another contract, by the way. Yeah, like, fuck. like, yeah. No, I'm assuming you feel pretty much the same way. Um. Yeah. I. I. You know what? I. I. This was coming off obviously Johnny Gaudreau leaving, right? So I think. We didn't know what was going to happen, I think, at that point. So when that trade happened, it was such a shock, right? But everyone was, like, very excited because this was Jonathan Huberto, right? And he finished with the same exact points as Johnny Gaudreau, which is funny enough. But I think, like, I I mean, we were all so excited, but I think the contract, it was like, well, okay. I mean, (laughs) it could be fine for the first few years, but it could be really bad in the back tail. But we didn't think it was going to be bad this quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not this was quickly no good. at all. There was no good. You guys have yet to have any good with Jonathan, right? No, like and, and that's the problem too. There's no way you can trade that contract out. Oh, there's no. absolutely no way. There, you can't the do it. It's impossible. The type of player that he is right now, and what he's the kind of trail he's left in Calgary, you can't trade that right now. It's you got to wait for it to go back it's up bad. and then get rid of it. It's it's really bad, man. Like I mean, this was a Yankee fan who had to live through the Jacoby Ellsbury contract, so I know what oh, bad contracts yeah, are true. like. Yeah, that good was call, bad. Good call. That but, was bad. Um, but this this is just like, this is horrendously historically bad, like from all purposes, right? Because this was a guy who came up 115 points and had maybe the biggest drop-off of any player that we've ever seen. It It's just, it's insane how bad it's been. And right now, I don't know, I think this is tweet, Yesterday or something like that, he's on pace for 46 points. Oh God. Like it's bad. It's 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 brutal. It's and that's where it comes back to the fact that it's historically bad. 
Yeah, like, the drop I mean, off from where he was to 46 now because it, it what the it was historically bad last year when it dropped from 100 to 50. Now it's dropped from yeah. 100 to 40. So we're going in the wrong direction two years in. So yeah, oh sorry, gosh. Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 no. I, I was just going to mention a couple of weeks back we had a discussion about this. I can't remember if it was specifically about Huberto, but it was about kind of like star players. And we had mentioned, Marty, you know what? Throw them in every situation you can on that ice. Obviously, he's going to be playing five on five. Obviously, he's going to be playing power play. You know what? If this guy's going to give me 46 points, I want him on the friggin' penalty kill too. Like, I want as much out of this because like you're saying, this is going to be so, this contract will be so hard to move. Is it impossible? No. We've seen things happen, right? But at the end of the day... Eric Carlson's a perfect I mean, example. But, and that's what I'm saying. Like There yeah. is a possibility of moving that contract, but let's kind of call it what it is. It's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. So you know what? And like Marty, I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I honestly think with some like with a player like that, and I, I, I can't remember, Marty, if we were literally talking about Huberto. I think we were. But you just play that like uh, a horse. Like I'm playing this guy. Like I want to see like 23, 24 minutes time on ice almost every game. And if it isn't, it's like, you know, 22, 20. Like I want to see this guy playing all over the place. I mean, you got to get something out of him. You have to get something out of him. And if, you know, if the production is going to be that low to me, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how do you guys feel about, that kind of deployment do you, does that make any sense to you guys as as fans out there yeah by the way i i, I just want to point this out is that uh missed uh opportunity he had yesterday pretty much uh sums up his uh tenure in calgary so oh far. yeah oh it, yeah it's not yeah. even and, and he was probably trying to pass in that moment yeah exactly like, on top of that what <laughs> goes through his head in that yeah. situation yeah I, it, I mean go ahead connor no no I, like when you when you sit about working like a horse yeah because if it, it, it there's obviously now to a point where the first year might have been just just a fluke right it just could have been yeah. you know getting yeah. used going from florida the one of the lowest yeah. you know alt altitude points all the way up to calgary the second highest altitude city in in the world geographically it's like you know you, you kind of have okay culture change you have you try to work with your lungs you get a couple you know things things are things change right things and yeah. things might are going to be different for huberto so we give him a year okay it's you know what okay shitty but he's going to try to to do better then he's not doing better <laughs> so then it's so then we say okay if you're if we're paying you ten and a half million dollars and you're not going to score the goal goals you are going to basically you we might as well put you on defense because because you know what you're just another body on the ice you are just you're just someone else who 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 can obviously pass buck so so then just pass it and block it and we'll put you on defense we'll put you we'll put you everywhere <laughs> we'll put you on the first line we'll put you on the fourth line we'll put you on for we'll double shift you too just to get you the most the most that we can because at this point, we don't care. We're we're paying ten and a half million for 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 like we're paying ten and a half million for basically basically it might as well just be a a truck. That's that's <laughs> all we should we should be paying out there. Like we should we 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 could we could be putting the ten and a half million towards the new arena, man. True. 
Like you might as well you. be a, a construction worker too. So yeah. like like get like get your ass on like get your yeah. ass on the on the you know with, with the construction guys and start working too. <laughs> Pick up a hammer, yeah, get to work. Exactly. Like yeah. you're you're not doing anything on the ice, so I'll well get know, some value out of you. Yeah, like get like do something, man. Like we can we can do whatever we want with you. If if you're not proven to us that you can do what you were what you were supposed to be doing, like you mm-hmm. did with Florida, then we can do whatever we want. And guess what? Huska will. Huska will absolutely do whatever. And I and as and Conroy, as much as he may he may be a little bit, he will also be, I think, at this point, is like, you know what? Then let's let's do it. You know, you know, so, here's the thing I'll say too. You know, here's the thing I'll say. It's like and I understand, you know, before the season started, why people would say you know, Huberto having such a bad season might have been just like him adjusting to the new city or just a bad fluke. But it's like this is carried over to this season. Like last year's point season point historic drop off was not it. It's not a fluke now. Like we all know that. Like that is not normal. No, we've never seen anything like that before. It is, and it comes back to what I said earlier: is it's historically bad, and it yeah. and it's going to get worse. Before well, it gets yeah. better, it's not going to get any better at this point. And I don't, I don't know what you do, man. I I really don't know what you do at this point with uh with him. Uh, because because the one thing people will say, well, buy out his contract. You're going to be paying for the next 14 years. Like like yeah. why why would you do that? Like absolutely not. So I would say at, at this point, because it looks like the Flames are also not going to you know tear down like a lot of us think they should be. Mm-hmm. You might as well try and get his value back up to the point where it's like, okay, now the time is to trade him. Where you can get something out of it, yeah. Exactly. Because you because um, you're getting you're getting nothing right now. No, exactly. And it, it'd be the it'd be it would be a huge mistake to even attempt to take calls on on Huberto because you're gonna get fleeced no matter oh, who calls. It's like, gonna be <laughs> given what you're paying for him and what you should be getting out of him and what you actually are getting out of him, you're gonna get fleeced. And rightfully so. 100%. So Taking any phone calls on trading him right now just doesn't make any sense. But so to, and not that he deserves it, but I'm going to give him a little break right now. And I'm going to talk about the team as a whole, because as a team as a whole, for as much as Jonathan Huberto is just not working out in Calgary and how should we fix that? That's one side of the story. I think there's many sides to the Calgary Flames right, right. now. And that's just one. Because if you look at their numbers, 21st goals per game, 21st goals against, 28th power play, and then finally in the top 10 and a penalty kill at nine. So that suggests... Not just stands wise, stands wise, they should be worse than what they are. They a hundred percent should I, be worse than what I they agree. are right now. But the reason why they are in still surprisingly in the wild card spot in Midland is because of guys like Connor's area, Martin Pospisil, and call them guys like Coronado, Wolf, etc. That's the reason why they're still even alive at this point, and that's why Nazem Kadri's career is not over <laughs> at this particular juncture. So, like <laughs> So like, and, and it's a very tough situation because 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 we're all like, okay, you know, we want to see more younger guys, but it's like, we want to be bad though. We we want to be like actually have a direction here where we're actually yeah. bottoming out and not just middling or average. It's like, just for the love of God, don't be average, right? It's like if you're gonna be good, be good. But if you're gonna suck, actually suck. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be shitty at being shitty. No. Go all the exactly. way, man. Exactly. <laughs> So this, for me, brings an interesting question because I know what with what happened last year, you know, obviously somebody had to pay the price, so Daryl Sutter's gone, right? So his style, his 
you know, I'm going to the accountability style, the if you don't do well, I'm benching you or I'm demoting you or both style that didn't work for this group last year. And it cost him his job. Then they went out and they got the assistant coach for the same coaching system. And he's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Was that the right call? Are you guys fine with doing something like um, that? Or would you have liked to have seen a change of direction? Like what, what was his name? Mitch Love? Mitch like a Love, lot, yeah. I know a lot of people in Calgary wanted to see him. Do you I'll think that would have made things better? I'll tell you this. Um, I think Daryl Sutter is being vindicated right now. And, ah. and I'll say I'll say that because okay. because because listen, listen, when it came to he had to go because there were a lot of too many other problems that you you just couldn't keep him. Right. Yeah. And and in that regard, um, yeah. like the young players thing, like I think he had to go based on that as well. Like he didn't yeah. handle that very well. But, no, he didn't. <laughs> but but in terms of was he the problem? No, absolutely yeah. not. He was not the problem when it came to results wise stuff. Like, a matter of fact, they overachieved last they year. Came close last year down the they stretch. overachieved. Yeah. They should have been yeah. way worse last year than what they were. And but but somehow Daryl's coaching propelled them to almost making the playoffs somehow, some way. Yeah. Like I don't know how last year's team came that close from getting to the playoffs. And I I don't know how they'd be way worse than what they are. But style actually, because it's repeating itself in the last two years, might actually be the only thing that's keeping this team, relatively speaking, afloat. Not necessarily afloat, but they're close enough anyways to say that they got a hand on the buoy. You know Absolutely. what? And he, and you know what I have I have a, a quite a, a saying that I usually say in a, in a group chat I am like a flames group oh, chat God. that I'm in. The definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So what are we having right now? We have we have a stretch where we do really bad, and then we have a stretch where we do really good. And now where are we at right now? Winning and losing, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Where we we go back and forth between winning and losing. We have we have ever, ever again, we have a good, we'll have a good we'll have a bad October or a good October, bad November, good November. And then the rest of the months are just gonna be very middle of the pack. Just we're gonna be barely making it on, maybe, maybe a better kind of February, we're getting a little better. Oh, maybe something, and then it's just gonna. We're gonna stay at that little, just that little tiny stretch. I can. I already know exactly what's gonna happen. It's, it's that mushy middle again. A repeat of yeah. last year, essentially. Uh-huh. It's it. Yep. That's and that, it's that's exactly what's gonna happen. We right now we are we're basically set. We are set up to fail. We are setting mm-hmm. ourselves yeah. up to fail again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the only, again, the only reason why uh, that I personally think why we were able to get as close as we were and why we, and why we were e- even able to get past the first round, I think two years ago was luck. Okay. Just I, luck. I think, Just a luck. Lot, I think a lot of the flames success has to do with it, with flukes with luck and it's and it's flukes a lot a lot of the time 2004 was a perfect 2004 is was a fluke absolutely we the reason i think the only reason why the flames are still in calgary was because of 2004 i think if it wasn't for 2004 we would be we would probably be in a and hell the flames would would have 
are they, well, probably right now are part of the Winnipeg Jets. Before Atlanta, Connor, Connor's right about that. Connor's right about that. Like, if it wasn't for the 0-4 run, there is no way this no team way, is still eh? in Calgary. There's absolutely zero chance because because the lockout because the lockout happens the very next year. Do you right. think all those people are going to come back? Right, that's true, eh? That's not something I'd ever so, even considered before. So, so that's, that's why, and and that's where it comes back to ownership's mentality of just make the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's winner's okay. mentality, eh? <laughs> so, so with that being said, guys, you know, yep. earlier in the interview, I was I was kind of mentioning that we'd kind of delve into something here, and you know what? Let Let's dive right into it here. My personal okay. feeling when it when it comes down to this team and. I took a pretty decent look here. I'm going to bring it up on cap friendly. And um, I go back to Kadri and Huberto kind of being, listen, I won't call them completely and utterly untouchable, but again, we go back to what we were talking about earlier. It'll be quite, quite difficult to do, but yeah. in my eyes, I <clears throat> look, I, I, I totally understand the mushy middle. I mean, I think to a certain extent, all our teams at some point in, you know, their history have been there. Uh, at least for a little while where it's just, it's extremely frustrating. And I, I think, um, I think, no, you said it best, like, you know, either be really good or just like flat out suck here. Like I, I don't want anything in the middle. Give me one or the other. Um, and kind of coming over here to, to the flames here. I'm just going to bring them up really quickly here. Sorry guys. Um, no, it's all right. But, but to me, I, I actually don't think they're in the worst spot ever. Oh. Now, now let me, let me explain this a little bit here. I mean, let's start with the goaltending okay. flat out. Okay. I mean, Dustin Wolf, Dustin Wolf is what he is. Love the guy. I've got him on my fantasy team. He's a future star for me. I, I think, you know, I, I think highly of the kid. I mean, look what he's done the last two years in the AHL. And then look what he did in the Western Hockey League. That's enough said. Now he has to prove it at the pro level. But I think this kid's ready. I mean, I don't think there's anything left to prove at the AHL, AHL level. I mentioned Dan Vladar because if I'm being honest with you guys, with the way the LA Kings are are doing with their goaltending and for the amount of money that they're spending on their goaltending, more importantly, I don't see where you, it's it's that big of an issue to go into a season with Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf as your goaltending tandem. So that means Markstrom, you get to use as a trade piece. I get it $6 million, but I think it's a trade piece. I mean, don't tell me that the, listen, and I'm sorry, Edmonton, New Jersey. I mean, you can start to rhyme off a couple of teams here that are in need of goaltending. They're teams that uh, have been successful recently and want to and want and should get to the next level. So don't tell me there isn't at least a little bit of a market out there for him. Moving on with that, I obviously Noah Hannafin, I think his time is up. I think he's going to move on. You're going to get some pieces for him, whether that's actual futures and picks or whether you're getting some sort of hopefully a prospect or whatever great B pro like you're going to get something for him. I think you move forward with Mackenzie Weger and Rasmus Anderson on the back end. Uh, I think there's a lot of character in particular with Rasmus Anderson. And I think Mackenzie Weger, when he signs that contract, he's committed to your city. And I think he's good for the community. Um, when it comes to the forwards, I think Noah, you mentioned it a little bit, and I do believe Connor touched on it as well. You're talking about some guys like um, uh, Connor Zari, Walker Dewar, Martin Pospisil, uh, as forwards, Staren Govich, you know, gets a little bit of a revenge there uh, with his goal last night against the Devils. Um, obviously, you're probably going to be keeping Michael Backlund around. He signed for a couple more years uh, as your captain. Andrew Mangiapane st uh, sticks around. You got Kadri and you got Huberto. So my point in all of this rant here is, yes, you're ke you're keeping Huberto and Kadri. Would you love to get rid of them and get something for them? Yes. I'm kind of saying that, okay, it might be difficult. So you, you kind of build with those guys 
They've been around for a while. They know the deal. Uh, you know, they've had success. So they're able to kind of, you know, put that throughout the rest of the lineup. But am, am I crazy in that assessment, guys, that, I mean, look, I'm not saying Calgary is going to be fighting for a cup here in the next five years. But what I am saying is, like, there's stuff there. Like, there are pieces here. And, and there's stuff to work with, whether you decide to kind of move on from some of these guys or not, um, which I think you should. But, I, I mean, and again, I, I don't know how quick that retool would be. Uh, I, I don't have a timeline here for you. But but by the way, to that, there's pieces to that club. By the way, let's not forget about uh, let's dump D- Dylan Dubé's ass in the minors. Oh, Let, like okay. get rid of him right Fair now. Enough. Just get rid of him right now. Just get him out of get him out of my sight. I don't even want to see this guy on this team anymore. Just just get 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 him the fuck out of here. Just just get and, rid of him. And the reason for it is 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 because he does nothing. Yeah, it's it, just he's done nothing. nothing. He does nothing. He's a terrible player. There's just no intangible, no nothing to 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 keep him on that squad. Nothing, nothing, okay. not at all. No, and, sure, and, and 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 I'll answer uh, all your points there. Um, I think for one, I mean, ownership would would probably agree with you on on that front, right? And that's not a criticism, but I I also think though that it it's just, and this is where my pessimism of ownership comes into play, right? Where I I just think it's gonna be more of the same. If you continue to say that, well, there's good pieces here and, you know, who knows, get in the playoffs, anything can happen. It's going to be the same thing. Nothing's going to change. And I don't think anything's going to change unless Murray Edwards either, either something happens to Murray Edwards and whatnot, or, or he says, yeah, I'm bored of this. I'm selling the team. Okay. So, like so to put Connor, this in- well, Connor, how do you feel about this though? So, one of the things is, and and I, as you're listing off kind of the the couple things here, what I would like to see, like you said about the next five years, is them not winning a cup. Uh, and you know what? No, no. What I would like to see is progression. Absolutely, okay. I would like to I'm see sorry. some sort of some kind of progression, something where I, we can move forward towards I agree something that. else, right? Mm-hmm. Step by step, even if it's small steps of some years and we are smaller, but but we see something moving ahead where by the time the arena is built, we can say, okay, let's see about something that is actually tangible, something that we can have flexibility in. But as Noah was saying, Murray Edwards, what what a here we go. So Murray (laughs) Edwards, the word restructure or or rebuild is a slur to him it is sorry my computer okay it's a it's a it's like it's like enough it's the most offensive word you could possibly imagine every time it is put up he 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 smacks you across the face he ignores you he he doesn't want anything to do with you because he believes that this team no matter what john bean by the way, I don't mean to cut you off, Connor, but that's something I want to mention to these guys. John Bean in the press conference last April literally said, I can't use the word rebuild. I can't say the word. He said that in his press conference. What oh the? Oh, my God. Okay. He literally no, I, said I, that. Fuck. But, so, Connor, base, and really Noah, so would both of you guys, and look, I'll use my Habs as a bit of an example. Now, look, I'm not trying to say that you want to build into the next Habs here, but what I'm saying is the, <laughs> the whole pro- the whole progression part. The, yeah. the, it's the progression part. Like at least, look, I, I mean, 
I'm thrilled with where they're at right now. I think they're playing above expectations. Done deal. But what I am happier about with all of this about the Habs is that progression. Is that what right. you guys would be looking for over there in regards to the Flames? Like, I, I know Murray Edwards is is going to almost put a, a quash to this every time that you try to do any kind of a retool or rebuild. But it, is that basically what Calgary Flames out there are looking for is they want to kind of tear this down a little bit, get yeah. what they can for what, get what they can for what they have, and then kind of do what, what Montreal is doing. And at least at the very, very least, there's some direction that the fan base can see happening and, and moving forward with it. Would that be a fair assessment? Uh, if, do you want to say this, Connor? Yeah. Like, like what I, what I was saying before, if Murray Edwards had that realization about what about you know saying that even if it, like like just just an example even if we made it to the playoffs even if we did if he had some logic some logistical you know brain power to say like let's look at the team in a nutshell do you actually see the the flames winning a series let alone a game no chance in hell I would be surprised if they won a game in the playoffs and in, in the first round. But what I see right now from, from Murray Edwards is the reason why he wants to push for the playoffs, no matter if no matter what, is because he's making money. Yeah. Yeah. He is making yeah. money off. Yeah. Playoff yeah, money. Two games of playoff revenue, baby. <laughs> he does not care otherwise. If he is making money, yeah. that's what matters. He That's... doesn't care about the team. He doesn't care about the fans. He doesn't care. About... He's he's getting a new arena. Guess what? That's yeah. a lot more money because that's get that's that's getting a lot more people to come be, come into Calgary, no matter where you are. Because guess what? Ooh, new arena. So let's for the next couple months, maybe the year, the first year, everybody's gonna want to see the new arena. Yeah. Everybody's gonna want to try get getting in. It'll get hot for tickets. Yeah. yeah, it'll get hot. Hey, Connor, Connor, why don't you tell these guys about your Cleveland theory? Oh, no. <laughs> no. This better not make fucking sense. I swear to was God, it, if this makes sense, Connor, Connor, I'm going to be very upset. Was it? Was it? Um, or should I Should I tell them? What, what should I tell? Oh, no, no. I, I'm not going to tell them. Yeah, I said, uh, I said, if if the Flames are going to move, they should move to Cleveland. Because guess guess what other team has been shown constant perpetual mediocrity throughout the years, who has shown uh, that they are capable of going into under underachieving. Okay. They have shown that they can go into the playoffs, but when they get into the playoffs, they they maybe get one series win and then nothing else happens for the next couple of years. The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Okay. All right. Okay. So it does make sense though. So. <laughs> That is so. That's unfortunately about about where I. The Calgary Flames are the Cleveland Browns of the NHL. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. The the Pittsburgh Pirates too. Yeah, Cleveland Flames. <laughs> the Cleveland Flames. Oh God, damn it! That makes sense. I, I, I and then <laughs> no, I, it, it, there was there was there was uh no there was another thing I was gonna say, but I don't think it's probably good. I it's it's probably not a good idea. I say it. We. 
No, and no. Just so I we're clear, when we list our episodes, we put in explicit lyrics. So, like, you're not lyrics, but like so, explicit so, material. So, so speak freely. Speak freely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speak freely, Connor. I called. So I called. I, <laughs> I called Murray Edwards. Um, the the less the di- I said I think I said diluted. Harold uh, Harold Ballard. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't, I cannot believe you just said that because I was going to mention that earlier in regards to like you were telling me it's all about the money. And and I go, I, I, I had a thought right back to uh, Harold Ballard. I mean, That's sitting nice. there in that little box, I mean, the guy wouldn't spend any money on players, and yeah. the place, the barn was packed. It was, it was a cheap stacked. bastard. Oh my, oh my god. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, but I mean, all of this, all of this uh... talk is quite interesting from. From your point, I mean, obviously, with the two yeah. of us, Marty and myself being here in Ottawa and on, you know, uh, on the eastern side of things, hearing like and especially with Murray Edwards, it certainly sounds like, you know, this is just a guy who who he doesn't want to go through that roller coaster. Like and like you guys are saying, it kind of comes down to money with this guy and he would rather have a, a mediocre team that just slips into the playoffs Noah, you were raising your hands. Two massive playoff games of revenue. You know what I mean? He would rather it, just it, have that. It's more like muscle, than, more like flexing their well, no, playoff muscle. Yeah, exactly. Payroll like, I mean, muscle, exactly. Ra- rather than have any kind of sustained success so that the fan base just continuously every single year. Now, I mean, as And you lose right, fans we're, over we're, that. Well, yeah, I mean. You lose fans over mediocrity, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's rather than rather than have sustained success and, you know, your fan like, I mean, look, I mean, we all know how it is here in Canada. And yes, there are certain areas where there can be attendance issues. But on an overall, we pack these barns. Right. So, yeah. I mean, for 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 people to feel the way you guys feel, and I'm sure you speak for many people out there. It's really interesting to hear it from our side. Not for all, but J- just j- well, no, but I mean, just how how frustrated, how literally frustrated yeah. this fan base is. Like you, you kind of, you know, w- we hear about the success, and, and you know how. And again, I may, maybe we get caught up in 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 it as well. I mean, you know, I'm keeping an eye on my Habs. I'm I'm not necessarily one hundred percent all over the flames. So you know, ask you me how frustrated okay, this- was being. Ask ask me how frustrating it was being a Yankee fan for like the last five years with the teams pretty, lacking. Pre, pretty nuts. It was pretty it's, yeah. It was pretty bad for like the last couple of years of of how much the team was not was a, too afraid to spend spend big money, and now here we are, man. We just got Juan Soto, and we're about to get Yamamoto, and the Evil Empire finally may be back. We've been begging them to do this for years, yeah. and as Flames fans, like, and then I can speak it as a Flames fan too, is that we're begging this team, give us a direction. Mm-hmm. Give us a direction. Just, Either be bad or be good, for the love of God. Just don't be Please. mediocrity. <laughs> Thank you. No and what more really mediocrity. Blows me away about these types of owners that clearly just want to do it for the money and not for anything else. Well, you have an opportunity to create a legacy within an organized herb. Yeah, within a community, like with an entire city, you can build a legacy. And I know in their minds are like, well, fuck that. My legacy was with my family. Guess what? You have an opportunity to do both. You can have a legacy that you leave behind for your family, which would be very successful and the money and all that kind of stuff. But think of the legacy you could leave. Like you could, you could come off as fucking folklore. This yeah. owner did everything we needed. He got us this, he got us that. And, and just really and- did a great job with the team and the fan base. If you're getting none of that and your fan base is left feeling like all you give a shit about is money, 
That's what you're leaving behind. Whether you want to or not, that now becomes your legacy. So when you're done, yeah. your fan base is going to do nothing but shit on you anytime your name comes up, man. And that's what you're going to leave behind. Why would you choose to do that when you have the opportunity to do the other thing? That's what bothers me about owners like that. Yeah. Well, and, yeah and, I, I, and it's, I don't know. Well, and not to mention, too, sorry to cut you off, but uh, no, no, okay. Murray Edwards, but Murray Edwards uh, does, doesn't even live in the country. He doesn't even live in the city. He lives in Switzerland. Oh, he's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> you know, and 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 look, I'm not saying anything that, and especially you two would know more more than us for sure. I mean, there is there is such a built in like the, well built in. It, it's complete rivalry with Edmonton. I mean, you have everything oh, right man, there man, for yeah. you for for I'm and. And, you know, like you're saying, you know, if you're in mediocrity for like a decade, 12 years, 15, like if if you are literally the mushy middle for that long, like you're talking about a lost generation. Like you mm -hmm. really are. Yeah. Like you're yeah. talking about kids yeah. that were born 15 years ago who don't know winning hockey. That's you know, what? or 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 like you guys are saying, no mediocrity. We, we know the mushy middle like like the back of our hand. Mm. We don't know. But we don't know a first overall pick and we don't know uh, sustained success. I mean, mm -hmm. look. The Flames fans have been there. They've been there. They they've enjoyed they've enjoyed cups. Okay, like they the, all the all the and I, you know what? I, it's so funny you say it because that's what that's what we, I was saying as a Habs fan too. I mean, yeah, we went to that Stanley Cup final in that weird bubble crap garbage, but twenty twenty, and that was cup, yeah. Like you're you're talking about like that was fake as hell. Right, yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly what my team except, was all about. Except you guys, cool. except you guys coming back from three one against the Leafs. That was not fake. Everyone no, that, no, that. that wasn't. That wasn't. And, and, and look, I, and look, I will say, I will say, a, a big, huge, fat defense like we had there. Those six were were pretty daunting too. Like, I mean, they, they were heavy boys. But the, all yeah. that being said, all that that fan base out there, and, and and I think this is the thing, and it even frustrates me, you know, this far away from it. You're all you're looking for is just some direction, like you have both said on yeah. numerous occasions here. You know, you're not looking for I'm not looking for 15 cups in a row. I'm not looking for 10 number one overall picks in a row. Just give me can you give me something that I can say, OK, we're moving at least in some sort of positive direction here or some something, something, yeah. whatever so, that may be. Yeah. I, I think that that's all you guys are asking for. And I, I just I find it. I find it ridiculous. Yeah. How 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 an owner cannot listen. I understand disconnects between owners and fan bases. I get it. But my lord, like fuck, we're it's a Canadian city. Don't tell me they're not screaming at the fucking top of their lungs out there oh. for this to happen. So you know what? Open your goddamn ears. Like you know, either that or or if or if you don't want to have it, if the guy is not even in the country to even watch this team play half the time or or at all, then sell the goddamn team. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Sell it. Mm -hmm. So the, the you know don't don't tell me like how many business owners would love to all get together and maybe it would be a big conglomerate. I don't know. Maybe some big oil tycoon out there, whatever, or gas tycoon out there can buy. I I just haven't I have no idea. But don't yeah no no me, thanks don't 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 tell me there isn't a staunch staunch fan base out there and people with decent amounts of cash out there. That wouldn't want to invest in this. I mean, come on. When this thing is going good, guys, you know it just as well as I do. It's a cash cow out there. Yep. It, it's, yeah, 100%. There, there is only one. There is only one, one positive 
in within like not in upper management. I'm not going to say upper management, but what the change we made last year. That I can see about who uh, an actual individual who gives a shit about the team. Greg Conroy. I knew he was going there. Yeah. Yeah. Greg yeah. Conroy. Yeah. So I agree. again, and the fact and the fact that even like Jerome Ginla is is a part of is yes. a part of the big yeah win. Like, win. like they. So you have two, you have two ex and ex Calgary Flames who are now in pretty pretty high high up general manager. I want almost and I don't know how how much money obviously he Craig Conroy has. He only I think he only did a like a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar one year GM contract, and I and I hope to God that he stays for longer, but. I almost want for uh, like I I want a whole bunch of people for to be on like Craig Conroy's side and start saying like hey get get with a couple of couple of the other like businesses because oh. obviously he wants he wants what's best for the team he has made a promise about getting young guys up about getting about getting guys who are you know obviously getting getting kind of shifting shifting we're not going to say kicking out but shifting away from the older guys and getting Good the job. new guys up we have you know hospicil coronado zari soloviev wolf five got more more guys in one year than i think i've seen for the last five years yeah of, of new guys that have come up like 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 it's it, it is such a it's it's good that he's actually sticking to his word and with the Zadorov trade, one of the things that he wanted to do well now as we did get kind of fleeced with the trade, but I think the reason what he was really trying to do was is to retain salary or or is it not retain salary? Hold on, I'm just trying to. He's they trying were trying to, not to retain salary. Not and, and that's why salary. the pick and that's why the pick was a third and a fifth but i still think personally they absolutely should retain a bit of salary because that because there's no doubt that trade package with vancouver versus dorf would have been better you're trading for a rival the package yeah, should that, be and that's always a there. premium yeah it doesn't matter so but he what his what his basically his objective was was to get a, a more cap space so that he could bring up more young guys so that if he yeah, but since consider... when have the flames? Since when have the flames though ever properly used you know cap space in a in a? Uh, well, listen, way? Like... listen, listen. This is right now. He's trying. He's at least trying. He's at least trying to do something with with what with what he can. Yeah, he has he has shitty cards. He's that's been dealt shitty points. I, I'm not criticizing Craig Carver. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just I'm just saying is that in the history of the Calgary Flames, when have they ever, you know, ever freed up cap right. space? And when have they ever properly used it? And I think what the issue there is that it's been for so many years they've been struggling with that. I think a few things, but definitely in that area. And I think what Connor's trying to get at is that you've got mounds of shit to clean up before you can start doing things right. Yeah, like, and that's that's the unfortunate situation that Calgary finds themselves in is that, like, like we said earlier, right? Brad kind of just said, "Here's a bunch of shit. I'm out," and now you've got to clean it all up, 
and then reset. So, like, there's so much work that needs to be done. Conroy's Which, on the right path. They should have reset. They should have reset it after Johnny Gaudreau walked. And honestly, yes, 100%. absolutely. I that was, was at the that time point. to do it. I was at that point. Yeah, like I was at that point before they. And got no one, no fan Gaudreau. would have been upset about it. Had no. they chosen at that moment to do it, that would have seemed. Yeah, that makes sense. This is right. This is the right time for it. Let's go ahead. If, mm-hmm. if we would have said blow it up, and then you know what, it would have been like, okay, well. I'll, our two highest highest scores on the team just walked out right so yeah. you know what okay then it's then it's either we find decisions made for you they had they had two they had mm-hmm. yeah they he they, they had again or they had two options they either blow it up there or brad took a gambit and he saw and he saw huberto Uyghur, and then he saw kadri and he took yeah. the gambit rather than played more of a safe a, a safe, we'll say safer role where you, you can actually, you have some flexibility because, and, and then he took the gambit and then he realized it didn't pay off, but he, but then he just fucked off because he didn't. And that kind of makes, it, this actually makes a lot of sense in the way when we're talking about your owner, because like, obviously Brad's just more or less following orders at that point, right? Like they were just mm-hmm. in the playoffs and then they lose like some two of their biggest guys. It's like, hey, well, what do you do now? Well, then we don't have a choice now. We still have to be in the playoffs because that's what the owner wants. So go out and find replacement pieces and put it all back together really quick and see if we can get back there again. And it just didn't work rather than do the right thing, which would have been to use that as your, as like, as Mike said, as your reason for, for actually doing the full rebuild because the decision was made for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pretty much it was after Johnny Gaudreau Watts, where I think like we were all ready for it. Like we were all ready for a rebuild at that point, right? But instead, the Calgary Flames did the most Calgary Flames in of all time, right? When Matthew Kachuk <laughs> asked out, so like it, it's sorry, I just shouldn't be laughing. It's no, 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 me, no, no, it's true, but but it's true. You're you, there's every reason for we even laugh about it because it's like, yeah, they do the What's most left? flamesy stuff of all time, <laughs> so like, no, no. Yeah. now one thing I will say though, and I have to agree with Connor and. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys uh, can give us a better perspective of it, but I do think that bringing Craig Conroy in there certainly does kind of rejig or reset um, the culture. Uh, and I use, I mean, that's a, a word that I used uh, a fair bit with my Habs here when he had kind of Jeff Gorton and um, and um, Kent Hughes come in. There was a there was a lot of a culture change as well. Like they, you know, for the longest time, nobody wanted to be to be in Montreal. I'm not saying that they're flocking there right now, but I also do feel like the, the, the organization is certainly better positioned uh, in, in regards to that. And I do think a lot of that has to do with the culture change. And I do feel like Craig Conroy certainly brings some of that to the table uh, for the Calgary flames as well. What do you guys think on that? Um, I think the low key worry I always had was that, you know, he, he's such a nice guy, such a nice okay. down to earth human being that was he going to be ready to make the tough decisions Almost that i think friendly. was my that yeah to that point right and i'm not saying it as a criticism but i'm just saying it as a worry that was my low-key worry at the time was is he ready to make the tough decisions when they need to be made and i mean hey i mean zadorov i mean you had zadorov requested the trade and you know what i i completely doesn't don't want to be there. Mind how, I don't like, mind how he did it. I don't mind how he went about it personally. Um, he handled it. Um, I think in the, 
I mean, listen, I mean, how how could you handle someone requesting a trade out, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like there's there's no there's no easy way or there's no good way to request a trade out. There there has right. never been and there never will be. So yeah. he so but I, the return I think was not necessarily great. A third and a fifth. I'm dis- still a bit disappointed with that. I mean, especially if hypothetically you had traded both Sidorov and Chris Tanev to the Toronto Maple Leafs, that would have gotten you even a bigger premium package yeah. back. So I don't know. I don't know. Just, just personally, I, I think that was a low-key worry I, I had always had was, was he ready to make the tough decisions because he's such a friendly person, right? And I just, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens in, next, in the coming weeks and months here, but but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be pretty interesting for you guys. I mean, especially if this kind of continues where they're kind of hovering, you know, you, you would have to assume that unless they really feel like they can make a push and get in that, you know, oh, looks God. like maybe it may be more of a bit of a sell sell here as they kind of come along to the deadline. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys are just waiting with bated breath to kind of see how this all plays out here over, let's say the next couple of months here in particular. I, 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 I will say this, Um, you know, I, I've talked to even a few members um of the fan base and, and they just they there's a lot of disinterest. Right. There's a lot of disinterest with this team. Right. And wow. that's, da- you know, that's dangerous, he, man. That's really dangerous. It's a hundred percent dangerous. And I'll tell you why. And, and I'm feeling the same way. And, and let me let me say this. And it, it's and the attendance has gone down at the saldo. Like attendance is, is not what it was, you know, before COVID. And okay. it, it's people are just losing. I mean, again, there's a disinterest, you know, happening here with this team. And people are saying if we're middle and what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of all this, right? Just to there's, get swept there, by Colorado yeah. in the first round, to get swept by Vegas in the first round? Like, what's the point? There's nothing to hang your hat on right now. Again, no, kind of that, la- that lack of that lack of direction and just kind of, again, and I know we've repeated it over and over here again in the interview, but that mushy middle, right? Like, you're just, yep. we're not on one end, we're not on the other. We're literally in the middle with about another 10 to 12 we're teams. We're stuck. Yeah. It's, and that's essentially, like, we were actually at a game. The, the last game we were at was um, it was against the Rangers, and first period it, it felt dead. It felt it, dead. Like it was yeah, first period I, it was it like okay. Felt. It yeah, like that was the first time I've heard that Ooh, that arena that, that quiet in a long. It was long really time. bad. It was and, really bad. And you know what's worse is that I remember seeing a bunch of uh, Twitter posts. Um, saying people outside the sign saying sell the team, sell the team, Murray, sell the team. And I yeah. and I and I talked about it on a on one of one of the episodes of the podcast about I just was like I don't care anymore about team tank or Man, team that's push. So bad, so dangerous. I like I like I was I was at that point. I just said I don't care about team tank or team push. I don't care. They can do whatever they want. It's like you know what when when they when there is a team care team hey i actually we realize that we are we are dog shit and we are team mediocre then you know what then i'll start to care because obviously you don't care if you don't care about the team you don't care about what's happening you don't care about the fact that you have a mediocre team and you are either going to a just make it into the second wild card spot or b you're going to be ninth or tenth you're going to get another middle of the pack draft pick and that's probably not going to have that big of an effect on on the team or he might who knows but but you're you're just going to have another middle of the pack um draft pick 
the, then what honest honestly what then is the point what yeah. is the yeah. point because yeah. we know about this cycle it, this is like this is like watching the same movie over and over again and it, and it's like watching for, for me for me it's like watching a like uh watching a, a love a love comedy can i just say this too like like i was even this week like i was so wrapped up in the juan soto stuff that i, I wasn't even for secondary Flames came secondary 100 percent. like and, and that's what i'm saying that it's coming down to the point and that's just the point i'm talk- talking about is there's a lot of disinterest that's going on with this team right now and and to your point it's a very dangerous road and yeah, the, the that's club not seems good. to be making and, it easy to make Calgary Flames a secondary or possibly a third thought to its fan base. That's yeah. fucking terrible. And, and and this was and this was the exact same win in, in the 90s. It was the exact same way in the 90s, and the team almost left as a result of it. It was bad. It was that bad. People are having more of an interest in our AHL team than they are in, than our our NHL oh, team. I mean, it's good for the AHL team, but yeah, I mean, overall, as a city, that's We're, bad that you're letting your NHL team go to waste. It's yeah. that's basically how how it's mm-hmm. going on, and and the only yeah. reason why I am why the consideration of relocation has not been made is because of the arena. The arena, that's going yeah, exactly. Up. But yeah. at the same time, why why shouldn't that still be a a worry in the minds? Because guess what. Just because the new arena is coming up, it's still a couple of years. And do you know how much that could, like, sales could drop? Yeah, that's a good like point. It, like, do you know? It's pretty bad. It could, it could still like, tank. It could do a nosedive in next year where you start yeah, seeing only. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised because, honestly, think about this for a second. Imagine the fan base so pissed off at its owner that it uses the grand opening, the first Calgary Flames game or whatever it is, as a, 300 as a moment. People. Exactly. Yeah. 300 people show up and that's it. Imagine they use the grand opening or the first ever game as a reason to show its owner like this. Wow. You better fucking show up because we won't and you will lose everything. And that would be quite the moment. However, that stadium, whose dime is that on? Really? Yeah. A fair bit of the taxpayer, I believe. Yeah. Yes. But, so you know who what? are you really hurting there? I don't have an issue necessarily with taxpayers. I mean, we won't get into this conversation too much, right? But no, no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I don't really mind taxpayers' money being on the arena because you're still going to go and spend all this money on, regardless. But yeah. it, to that point, it, it's getting to a very, very dangerous territory where people are going to stop going to games exactly. if mediocrity and happens. And, and even me, I'm one of those people. Like, I'm just like, I mean, what's the point? And I'm just saying, I'm it's I'm saving money right yeah. now. Like, I don't, I don't kick <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and just yeah. just my final thought on on that on that forefront um that that kind of thing is where i i've told i've i've told a lot of people on where uh on the group chats and i've told noah this and i just said you know what we spent 1.2 billion dollars on on this new plaza kind of you know this nice new plaza and whatnot that's going around you know what i think at this point it's it'll be a nice it, it, it should just be a nice new kind of um concert hall instead of an arena at this point because i because I, I would rather i would rather see i would rather it have a real some 
more you know more entertainment business coming yeah, in some, some real I have, yeah. we have because because it's supposed to be like a shopping center it's supposed to be a community the whole district community center yeah. and then yeah yes. and then um and then the arena but i'm like you know what at this point make it more into a concert hall so that more you know maybe maybe even that like a, yeah a little more like mcmahon like an in like like a yeah, more, yeah, yeah. A better mcmahon mcmahon stadium yeah. hell that there there you go right like like at this point, because it's like if we're gonna really start doing this, and it's just going to be where we're gonna have it for a year, and then the team is, and then everybody's just done. It's like you know what I'm. I I just won't go. I'll I'll have well, it. I'll have a I'll have the game on the back as it, as background noise, and then I will yeah. be watching it. And it's not necessarily about just buying tickets. It's about merch, food, oh, drink God, sales, no. all that other no. stuff. Yeah. And if you're putting a bad product on the ice, a mediocre product on the ice, yeah. Yeah. nobody's going to go and spend that kind of money. I'm sorry. No. Nobody will. No, wow, I, and, and you know what? I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, guys, like it's been pretty eye opening here, especially from your viewpoint in regards to, you know, the, 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 really in overall the state of the team here. I mean, yeah. if I'm being honest in... with you, I, I if I'm being honest with you, before I got on this interview, I I, I didn't listen. I didn't realize it was that bad for for the fan base out there. I really didn't. And it certainly opened my eyes to the fact that you guys are done with this. Like, yeah. You're you're done. We've we've been here and and again, we're repeating things that we said through the interview, but uh, you know, we've been here, we've seen this story. We we do every, we need something different. We we need something every, different. Flat out. Every episode we hop on, we we just we don't even know what to talk about anymore. It, it, because oh, it's legitimately the same thing and oh god that's that's terrible that's how bad that's how bad it is right it, is it, that if you have an episode where you we where you don't know what to talk about else because it's the same thing over and over again it's that bad yeah our literal last episode was was just about uh I think it was mostly about baseball. Again, I'm I'm not really a, a MLB fan. Like I, I'm not a I'm not a blue. A blue I was. Blue fan. I'm still I on. I'm it. still on cloud nine. I'm still on cloud nine because evil empires back. So. so, yeah, like I, I'm not like a big baseball fan, but it was. But like our whole a big good portion of our of our uh, of our podcast was just on baseball and Otani, and it was Yamamoto and and uh, yeah. Oh, and Otani and Otani just got the richest contract in uh, all of sports oh, yesterday, which is which yeah. was absolutely. And by the way, I by the way, I'll say this right here, right now. It's gonna be the worst contract in sports history in three to four oh, years. Yeah. It's gonna be a disaster. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. Yeah, but overall, the revenue that he will generate for oh, the Dodgers will dude, be absurd. Dude. So they don't care. From an ownership perspective, they don't care. Dude, it's going to be, yeah, like the, the amount of revenue it's going to bring to the game and to the yeah. Dodgers is oh, going to yeah. be like bananas. Ridiculous. Like oh it's going to be like ridiculous. nothing else we've ever seen before. But, so, but hey, but hey, like the solo extension, I imagine it's already going to be around like at least $550 million. Oh, yeah. Something Even, like yeah. that. Something. Well, the Dodgers <laughs> better be winning the World Series within the next couple of years because uh, afterwards. Well, well we're going to beat, we're going to beat them in 2024. So. Fighting words right out of the gates, eh? I, I, I even like honestly, I don't really care. Like, uh, like I'm a Blue Jays fan, very, very casually. Like, I, in okay. the summertime, I just kind of watch them. Like, oh, Blue Jays won, cool. Or oh, they lost. Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, playoffs happens. Like, it's like, what happened in the game? Oh, they lost. Okay, yeah. whatever. They're already out. Oh, okay, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> like, should I be surprised? No. 
No, but I'll well, be, I'll say this much: losing out, going so hard on Otani, um, meant they lost out on Soto. And I I said from the beginning, like I really wish they would have gone straight for Soto instead. It would have made a lot more sense. You could have saved some money because you, you, what... you guys were used. You oh, guys 100%. were used. Oh my god! Yeah. You we're guys little whores. So That's what we are. All these players, right? They're like, oh, we're going to go to Toronto. And then they just use that to beef up their own contracts. And they get the 700. You know what? You know what? Five. You know what you got your guys' offseason this this year's look is reminding me oh, of so far? The San Francisco uh, Giants' offseason last year. They were in on everybody. Oh, and man. they get nobody from that. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, quite frankly, uh, would you expect anything less? Because apparently, remember, two fucking anthems. Nobody wants that. Uh, the taxes are horrible. <laughs> what was the other thing that I said? <laughs> I remember, but anyways, playing in Toronto sucks. Uh, especially when you consider you can play like, and that was the thing too for him. Sorry, we'll end this baseball thing in a second. But for him, he already lives in Los Angeles, or he already lives in the area. So he, he loves was, SoCal. He absolutely loves it, and as he should, it's fucking gorgeous there. So why were we kidding ourselves that? Yeah, know, thank God we weren't. Yeah, thank God the Yankees were not on them then. Yeah, like no, he couldn't handle season. New York. He, right he couldn't handle the pressure. He couldn't handle the fans, no. man. Come on. No, if he thought just pick, deciding which team he was going to go to needed to be such a big secret, forget about going to New York. That's not going. Nothing's going to be secret in New York. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and and shave those sideburns, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Noah, Connor, got to thank you guys big time for coming on the podcast today. I uh, really appreciate your viewpoint on the Flames. Uh, yeah, you know, positive, po- positive, and or negative. I mean, I got, again, like Marty just said, I mean, that's pretty eye-opening for me over here. I really didn't uh, sense that that's where the fan base was at this particular moment, but uh, you guys certainly laid it all out on a platter for us and kind of let us know exactly how things are out there and what you guys are hoping for and what you guys are looking for. And uh, listen, on behalf of Marty and myself, just want to thank you guys for being on the uh, the program this week. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problems, no problems. There they are, guys. Uh, The... uh, co-hosts of the flaming talks podcast connor dolan and uh, noah adler uh thanks again guys for coming on and uh we are going to uh head into a commercial break um with our um our sponsors DraftKings. bet the action on the ice with DraftKings sportsbook this week i've got the arizona coyotes at plus 110 taking on the buffalo sabers at minus 130 and I've also got the Detroit Red Wings plus 180 taking on the Dallas Stars at minus 218. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text h-o-p-e-n-y 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. C. 
dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And we are back. Uh, before we get into check my fanny, yeah, it, that was my man. feelings too, man. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, thanks a lot, Connor. Uh, and um, and um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart again here. Noah, uh, Connor, and Noah. Yes, you're welcome, <laughs> my lord. Thank you. <laughs> Marty was great with the names this week. Yes, I'm. <laughs> How the hell does that happen? <laughs> but you know what, though? Like, honestly, I really didn't. It's such an eye opener for me. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I speak for you, too, bud. Like, I really Very didn't much. realize it was that bad for the fan base and That's where they're point. where they're literally at right now. Uh, you know, super great information. Awesome interview from the boys. But uh, you know what? Let's move on quickly here with the rest of our show. We got check my fanny. And you know what? Oh, man. Um, we'll be able to get into the standings here really quickly. But uh, we have to get into a trade that happened between the Brigands uh-huh. and the Dragons. And that is both Marty's team and my team That's as well. Right. And uh, just we'll for content, the, uh, we neither one of us really like the trade. No, it was just for content. No, no, we both hate the trade. Think it's absolutely ridiculous. Don't even know why it happened. But you know, we, since we haven't been on for a week and a half, we figured we'd yeah. kind of jam pack this episode <laughs> yeah. up. So we threw the trade in there. And uh, you know what? It's been a while since we checked in with the uh, CFHL. So you know, let's get down to business. And of course, uh, like we just mentioned, first things first. There's a significant trade uh, that both Marty and I came together uh, with to strike a deal, and it goes as such: to the Brigands, Dawson Mercer, nice young piece moving forward. Uh, Marty also gets my uh, team's the Dragons' first round entry pick in twenty six twenty seven. Uh, their second round entry in twenty five twenty six. And also a fourth round midseason in 23 24. Uh, and Marty gives up Alexander Barkov, uh, his fourth round entry in 26 27, and also his sixth round entry uh, in 26 27 as well. I mean, really briefly here from my side of things, obviously, uh, beefing up my core 28 year old Barkov. Is there some injury risk? Yes, there is. So you got to kind of be prepared anywhere between this eight to 12 game. Uh, um, um, injury uh, or, or games that'll miss year per year. Um, I'm willing to do that. Uh, obviously, it certainly helped uh, that uh, Marty was willing to accept a first rounder that was a few years uh, in the future. Uh, certainly made made it a little easier for me to go ahead and uh, pull the trigger and also uh, kind of buffering a little bit in that year that I don't have a first rounder with some of his uh, picks later on in that draft certainly helped as well. I don't know if you have any much more that you want to add from your side, Marty. Um, well, I think about, the uh, only obvious decision for me was to start, you know, start the rebuild, start moving things along so that I needed to start plug a few holes that I had gotten rid of some picks uh, for, for pushes that I've done in the past. So I got to start cleaning up some of those mistakes because so I've won a championship. Obviously that didn't pan out for me. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> this is a, ultimately, this is what I'm doing. I, I'm cleaning up my mistakes, but uh, you know, yeah, Dawson Mercer, uh, obviously, you know, he's shown what he can do, um, but it's not his time. So no problem there. I can stash him, stash him in my future stars. Uh, not an issue there at all. So, uh, you know, so like I said, plugged some holes and, and got some younger guys and, or one younger guy and good to move on with there. Well, uh, in regards to the actual standings here, uh, we'll get into that a little bit quickly here as well. Won't be able to give you some final totals as of yet with uh, a couple of games, still actually three out of the four games uh, still relatively close. But what we can tell you uh, is that the Apocalypse will go to seven and two on the year uh, after nine games so far uh, of our season. Uh, the Buccaneers will go to, I believe it's going to be one, seven and one now. Uh, so they're at the uh, the bottom looking up. 
Uh, and of course, like I just mentioned, won't be able to give you any final totals as of, as of this moment uh, with the other three games uh, very in very close proximity. Pawn Hogs are beating the Demons 41 to 38. Uh, the Brigands and the Cougars are three points apart with the Cougars leading 36 to 33. And I am one point behind uh, the Royals uh, with a 32 to 31 lead. So uh, lots to go here uh, on a Sunday to figure out uh, how things are going to shake down in regards to the CFHL. So there you have a quick synopsis, synopsis sorry, of the CFHL this week. And uh, Marty, you feel like getting in the old beauties and the beast here and rifling these off? I think we might as well, right? We're getting, let's get into some, uh, this is the meat on the bone, right? This is for the fantasy That's managers what I'm talking out there. About. Let's get on some meats. Um, right. <clears throat> starting things off with uh, my first beauty, Alexander Kerfoot. One goal, eight assists for nine points in the last six games. So that's back-to-back weeks. We're actually a little bit more separated now, but um, we've been picking a lot of players from Arizona lately, and quite frankly, deservingly so. This is the team actually definitely on the uh, on the up and up. So huh. there's quite a few people you can pick from, but Kerfoot may not be the flashiest player out there. He certainly knows how to get it done. So eight times in the last six games against some of the top teams in the NHL, it all means you're doing something right. So he's on the third line, even strength for now, but he's definitely seeing some great minutes uh, on the power play, uh, on the top power play, actually. So that's clipping at a five five place percent power play percentage. I believe they're still in fifth anyways. Um, so plain and simple, set it and forget it for him for now. So Alexander Kerfoot is a smart, sneaky pick right now just because he's consistent uh, and he's a little bit over uh, a point a game. So why the hell not? Those Coyotes, man, there's some uh, fantasy value to be had. Oh, that's a good place to go pluck some kids. Uh, speaking of which, Tyson Forster, four <laughs> goals, three assists for oh, seven points in his last six games. So if you want to find that sneaky youngster to help boost your team, well, quite frankly, uh, Forster, is it Forster? Am I saying it right, Forster? Yeah, I, I, that's what I got. Okay. So it should be on your list. Top even strength and power play. Uh, his overall numbers may not stand out. 5-6 for 11 in 26. But be aware that, that he'd been bumped up the lineup and back down. And right now he's uh, cashing in quickly. So seems to me he's making a case to stick around as he appears to be clicking with uh, Couturier and Konechny. So might as well. That's, that's, that's like guy right now that not too many people are talking about so this would be a smart pickup uh, get him before everyone's aware of him kind of thing no and you know yeah. what he's been doing great he's been doing great out there in philly and uh you know Philly's again team, he, he he he's been surprising individually and the team has been just as surprising i mean yep if I'm not mistaken, they're sitting, I believe, they're second they're in, in the, the Metro, if not second or third, one of the two. I know the Islanders are right there with them. Uh, third, I just third can't remember. fifth in the conference. They're 32 points. Like, they're ahead of the Islanders. They're not going away, man. They're ahead of Tampa, going... by the way. Have you seen where Tampa is? Yes, yes, I, I have. I have. And, and we will continue. I get you. I get you. <laughs> Lots to go. Lots to go. A couple. Yeah, there's a lot more track for sure. Um, so moving on, Brock Bozer, three goals, five assists for eight points in six games. His most recent stretch may not be why I'm putting him here, even though there's nothing wrong with being above a point per game in six games. Uh, but I've been wanting to put him on this list, but didn't trust what I was seeing ever since the season started. But at this point, I think it's safe to say Bozer should be on every fantasy manager's radar. Target has been using him so well in his system. He's really been one of the most consistent players on the Canucks team that has been absolutely rejuvenated since Target has taken over. So there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be on your starting lineup. 100% set and forget it for now. He's one of the more consistent players out of that club and, quite frankly, in the NHL right now. There's nothing wrong with picking him and keeping him on your lineup. 
And it just goes to show you how bad of fantasy managers we are in the CFHL sometimes. This yep. guy is sitting <laughs> as a free agent. Just sitting Dude, there. We all agreed we wouldn't say this out loud. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I, that's it. I'm throwing you know what? I'm throwing this under the, I'm throwing yeah, this all underneath time, the eh? bus. We need to be better. We need to be better. We Let's do. go, CFHL. Terrible, Come on now. Terrible stuff. Well, this here's is... one guy. Here's one guy that I'm happy none of us picked up. One of my beasts. Because yes. quite frankly, I definitely wanted to at one point, but it didn't happen. Thank God. So Nina Nina Ryder, one, zero goals, one assist for one point in his last seven games. Well, now he's on track for his yeah. He's on track for his usual 45, 50 points this season, uh, but below his usual mid-20s goal total. He's right now, I think he's on track for 20 goals. Might be a little bit less, actually, which I suppose is just fine for a third-liner, second power play player. But I just figured a new beginning and playing with younger players would have ever energized him just a little bit. I just really thought he'd come out with a little bit more value and that by mid-season, he'd be on several managers' radars. And right now, I don't know why anyone would have him on their radars. So Winnipeg doesn't seem to need more production out of him, which is part of the problem, too, because they're doing pretty well. So don't expect any more than what you're getting out of him so quite frankly if at any given point if you were like me he was on your radar uh but i took him off quite a while ago because what's the point at this point he's not going to produce well i mean in in, a, in the fantasy world i i just don't know if there's going to be much there and you know even at this point for the rest of the year i mean maybe he can have a heater in the second half it's quite possible right but i mean the guy would actually have to heat up kind of now for somebody to take him at mid-season at least in our yeah. pool and with our structure yeah. uh that that being said real life things are kind of I, I think things will work out. Uh, I, I do foresee him having, you know, listen, it's been a tough go so far this year. Enough said, uh, in particular over the the uh, several recent games here. But I do think he's in a good spot in, in Winnipeg. Uh, I mean, it's, this is not a guy that's, uh, you know, counted on for uh, 75 points here. So, I mean, lots, lots of time for him to kind of find his game. And, you know, he, he's just jumping into that, that roster and that organization this year too. So, uh, you know, let, let's kind of, Hold the brakes a little bit. I certainly agree with you being uh, with him being a beast. Not saying that, but I do think at least in real life things will be a, a little bit better for him for sure. Now moving on to beauties, my beauties, and uh, again I'm cheating here uh, with four beauties this week. There's one I just couldn't kick out, but anyway, let's get into it. Michael Granlin, 20 games played, three goals, 13 assists. I see you shaking your head, Marty. Too bad, man. We're going to get into four of them. <laughs> For 16 points, he he is uh, even Steven when it comes to plus minus, playing 20-46 time on ice uh, a game. Uh, obviously, Granlin, you know, is a little bit older guy. He's been around. Uh, he's making most of his opportunities out there with the rebuilding Sharks, uh, getting a lot of time. Uh, you know, Coach Quinn is certainly kind of laying it on him for sure. Uh, he's got 13 points in his last 10 games, nine points in his last four. Uh, he's playing in all situations for that team. He's second line with Duclair and Zetterlin right now. Uh, he's also playing on the Sharks' number one, or sorry, the Sharks' first power play unit and first penalty kill killing unit as well. Uh, the team's turned it around a little bit here in the last 10 games, 5-4-1. and one. So, you know what? Look for a little bit of a market correction in regards to some players and in regards to their uh, their their totals, uh, both goals and assists uh, moving forward. Uh, now the disastrous start is behind him, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I think it goes without saying that he's a great streaming option right now. Kind of if you have any kind of injuries or, you know, you just have a guy who's not producing, maybe you can kind of pluck him in for a couple of weeks and he can give you a hand. Um, Michael Grandland, first beauty this week. Second one, Bo, Bo Horvat, uh, 25 games played, nine goals, 15 assists for 24 points. Things are going exactly how they would have hoped uh, with him and Matt Barzell uh, basically feeding off each other almost point per game paces. In in all reality, actually, he's at a 74 point pace, uh, playing 1933 on uh, time on ice and night. 
So there's lots of meat on the bone there, getting lots of opportunity. He's got 11 points in his last 10 games, nine in his last five. Uh, he's playing first line minutes, big, big minutes, uh, first power play as well. Um, I, mean, I personally love the fact that he's still carrying, or at least he seems to be still carrying a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in regards to the Canucks. Uh, I think that, you know, kind of adds a little bit of motivation, so to speak. Um, and look, I mean, he's just been a big part of their success right now. I mean, we just kind of mentioned it between Philadelphia and, and the New York Islanders. Both of them are, I think, they're uh, second and third, respectively, in the Metro right now. I mean, these teams aren't going away. Now, where do they end up at the end of the year, 82 games? We don't know. But we certainly do know that they both put themselves in a pretty good position right now in that highly competitive Metro division for sure. So, you know what, Bo, Bo Horvat, you are my second beauty of the week. Uh, third is Robbie Fabry. Um, now, look, I mean, I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody here. This is like Mr. Streaky, if you will. Uh, you know, Fabry has been on uh, daily fantasies of mine uh, over the years. Um, I've never had him in the CFHL, mind you, but uh, he's always been a guy that has been able to kind of score in spurts. And you know what? He's doing it again with Detroit right now. Out of the court, he was injured to start the year. Out of the 14 games played, he's got nine, eight goals, sorry, five assists for 13 points. He's a plus one. 1342 time on ice, which I wanted to uh, make sure I mentioned that. That is a lot of production in that amount of ice time. So he is doing well with that. Uh, obviously, injuries, like I mentioned, have kind of derailed his career uh, on multiple, multiple occasions. But he's always a great complimentary piece. He can play with high-end players. Uh, he's always done it. He's doing it again with Larkin and Raymond. Uh, guy's got 11 points in his last 10 games, six in his last five. You know, exposure to that wing's first power play unit never hurts. Uh, so he's yeah. on that as well. The, his shooting percentage, you know, expect that to regress as it is currently at 40%. So that will come down a little bit. But if he gets his continued deployment, though, uh, and of course with Kane's arrival, uh, I think that should only help matters uh, out overall. Uh, you know, he's just going to, when I say he's going to get buried in the lineup, I mean he's going to get buried in the lineup to the point where he's not going to face the other team, the opposition's, opposition's uh, top defensive forward. So, that could help him as well there too. So Robbie Fabry, uh, you are my third beauty of the week. My extra beauty. I just couldn't do it. Cam Talbot, uh, this guy and that team, we talked about it last week. They're going nuts right now. Uh, out of the 17 games played, he's 12 wins, four losses, two ties. Uh, he's got two shutouts. Marty, he's out of 1.91 goals against average and 931 save percentage. So no wonder the Kings are doing what, what they're doing. And no wonder that they have a 30 plus 35 goal differential. That certainly helps out big time there. I mean, you're lying. You know, we mentioned you're lying. We mentioned... These are lying numbers. These are not real lying. things. You know, this they're not, not real. Right. They're all fake. And it's so funny because we mentioned with the boys from the Flaming Talk uh, podcast, uh, you know, about how, well, I, I mentioned anyway, how they should probably go forward with uh, Dan Vladar and uh, Dustin Wolf yeah. being such a cheap tandem. And the Kings are proving exactly that uh, with uh, yeah. with Talbot and uh, Phoenix Copley. So, you know what? I mean, Talbot's been nothing short of phenomenal for this team so far this year giving the Kings all that they need and more to win games. Uh, the team is first in both goals against and goals against per game played. They're second on the penalty kill. I mean, listen, uh, this is a good spot. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to lap up uh, Cam Talbot at the midseason as he is not even in anybody's lineup at this particular moment. We need to do better again. Uh, Another so, <laughs> so there you have it, Cam Talbot. You are my fourth and extra uh, beauty this week. My beast. Uh, I believe we've touched on it a little bit over the course of the last few weeks, Marty, uh, but they certainly haven't been put directly into our beast, but they are this week. The New Jersey Devils goaltending. 
they are 31st in the league in goals against per games played at 3.60. These are going to be some weird numbers. Vanacek is 10-5 and he's 10 and 5 with a 3.49 goals against average and an 879 save percentage. I don't know how you're five games above 500 with those numbers, yeah. but here here we are. Um, and Kira Schmid uh, is sitting at four wins, five losses, and one tie with a 3.03 goals against average and a 902 save percentage. So at least we've got somebody who's above the 900 threshold in save percentage. Thank you very much. Not for long. Um, you lost the not for long. One, so that's yes, over. So that, now below. That will, <laughs> that, will re- that will correct itself overnight. Uh, yes. Uh, the injury to Hamilton obviously is not helping matters whatsoever. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, the thing for me is the team is really good offensively. Uh, yeah. They're fourth offensively in the yeah. league at 3.64 goals, four per games played. Uh, and on top of that, they're 11th in thoughts against for games played. So you're at the top half. You're, you're almost Jeez. there at the top 10 where you're hardly giving up any shots. They're giving up less than 30 shots a game. They're just not getting the saves. So, you know, in, in this particular case, yeah, you could you could add a little bit with the Hamilton injury on defense and maybe some younger pieces out there on defense as well with Nemich and Luke Hughes coming up this year. But man, oh man, I got to think this lies a little bit on the actual goaltenders here. And you know what? I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago on the uh, Who Are You segment where you uh, you had me as uh, GM Tom Fitzgerald of, of the Devils. And I said, let's hold off here. I think we got the goaltending we need. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Marty. Uh, a couple of weeks later, and I am going to change my tune. I do yeah. believe it is time to panic. Um, I, I think I, and when I say, and I've got it written down here, if this doesn't get fixed in short order, and I mean short order, I'm talking like, Marty, this needs to be figured out before Christmas. Before Yeah. There, yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and you know what? I, hate, I, I, I just can't give it any more time than that. I just can't. And you know what? Maybe you, maybe you do cold call into Calgary. And maybe, you know, maybe they make yeah. the move. Yeah. Maybe they they get rid of that, you know, three-headed monster that they have out there. And I know they don't have an actual three-headed monster, but I'm sorry. Dustin Wolf has done in the AHL. He's done everything he can. He was, he yeah. was the MVP last year. I mean, he's had two years where he's been the best goaltender in the league uh, or uh, named the best goaltender in the league both years. I mean, there's nothing left there. So no. maybe you do make the move and you give him a call and you get Markstrom over there. Um, I think the, the ship has sailed in regards to Hellebuck, but uh, New yes. Jersey. And 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 your goaltending, you're my beast this week. Sorry, boys. It's there, Bailey, so it's sure. ugly. It's ugly. It is. Yeah. And there you have it, it, bud. That's a that was a pretty jam packed episode with the boys from Flame and Talk. Want to thank them again for sure. And uh, you know what? Um, we're we were away for a little bit here with some scheduling conflicts, but you know what? We're yeah, back and ready that. to go. We got some great episodes coming up here over the next little while. Don't want to give away too much, so we'll keep yeah. that under wraps. But uh, yep. uh, another great episode, episode thirteen. Merci et au revoir. And there you go. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at 2Galag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.